And welcome everyone to Answers for Elders Radio, and we are here on a glorious June weekend here in the greater Seattle area, and coming to you um, on Father's Day weekend. And certainly it's a very big weekend in the Pacific Northwest and around the country as we honor our dads. But we're also doing some major things, getting ready for uh, the state of Washington to open up um, on June 30th. And I think one of the things that we want to talk a little bit about is what does that mean in the senior community, specifically in senior living communities, and how do families interact? And we are very, very fortunate to have with us today Kelly Smith from Care Partners Living. And Kelly, we're so glad you're back. We missed you last month. Thank you. Thank you. It's so nice to be here today. You are so busy right now. It's kind of crazy with your new communities opening up and all the different things happening. First of all, before we start, what's happening with Care Partners right now? Well, Covington has been taking deposits. We're touring at that beautiful community. Um, Gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. Uh, Puyallup is starting to fill up, which is very exciting. Got some really neat families living here now. We've got uh, uh, Spokane, um, should be licensing and actually beginning our certificate of occupancy at the end of the summer. That building is coming up like wildfire. We just did a remodel of the Spokane Assisted Living, and so they're doing an open house in July, which we're so incredibly excited about. We have an actual Elvis coming to entertain our troops. Yeah, we're just, we got a lot of fun things happening, a lot of growth in the company. A lot of very exciting things happening, and I'm just my usual silly, stupid self just running around having a good time, but we're, we're really having fun with this. Um, but watching, watching the lives we're changing every day um, is, is what I live for, so we're having a good time doing it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's really amazing to see you guys evolve because in spite of the pandemic and in spite of all the challenges that we've had in the last more than years, 15 months, um, you know, I did a workshop last night and learned a fact that's just crazy, that our seniors have been uh, pretty much in lockdown (laughs) uh, for 15 months, you know, and that equates to 450 days. That's ridiculous. Um, you know, in many cases, it's like solitary confinement. They sit there by themselves. They really don't have a lot of contact with the outside world except for what was actually necessary. And now that things are starting to open up, it's that transitional piece that, um, you know, that's happening. And I think there's a lot of situations that have evolved due to this time frame. So Kelly, what is your experience um, so far? And I'd like to spend our first segment just talking a little bit about that whole mindset of what happens and, you know, what's happened with our seniors? Well, I think you already know what the sad thing has been, everything we've already talked about, that the last 15 months we're forgetting we get so self-absorbed that we realize what we've been through the last 15 months. Mm-hmm. We don't get to socialize. I miss rock concerts. I miss the Seattle scene and all the fun things we used to go and do. But what about our seniors? It's on a much different level for them. They're watching their restaurants go out of town. They're watching a change in the Seattle atmosphere. Their, their friends have died of COVID. Who's there, to, who's there to comfort them? What about family they don't get to see? Yeah. What about the, the times that they're so alone, but yet COVID has restricted the amount of socialization they can Well, have. I, think, I think what you're, you're hitting on is so 
uh, important, and people may may not even really have realized how, especially if you have a little bit of dementia or a little bit of, you know, um, maybe mobility issues, things you're used to. It's like familiarity is really um, kind of a driving force to make sure that you always see that that friendly receptionist at your doctor's office that no longer is there anymore. Or, you know, how often you relied on people in your community. And, and it's, you know, I equate it, and it's not necessarily related, but in a way it is. It's, it's getting used to something new. But I remember when I lost my mother, okay? And when I lost my mom when she passed away, that, that support group that I had around me where she was in assisted living or skilled nursing or all those things, all those providers that I depended on as to, to help me through to take care of her, that went away when she passed away. I had to learn a new way of being. And I had all of my faculties. So imagine if you don't have the faculties and all of a sudden, you know, maybe the people that you always see at your church community aren't there right now. Well, um, exactly. And how many yeah. churches right now have gone to Zoom meetings because of right. the governor's, uh, governor's edict about meetings? Yeah, my church absolutely has. Yeah, I know, I know almost all of them have. And again, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But for seniors who love getting dressed, getting ready, going to church, this has been a 50-year ritual for some of these people. This, for some people, and I'm in assisted living. This is what I do for a living. So when I'm talking to these families, you know how many of these families ask me right up front, tell me about your church services? Because that has been mom's socialization for the last how many years? And I remember like when my grandmother um, got older, but she had cancer. The one thing, even though she had to wear a face mask, she had leukemia, her her immune system was down. We had to be very careful where we took her. Mm -hmm. The bottom line was she was very clear with us. You will not miss my church services. Right, right. right. And Kelly, you know, what's really interesting, too, is when I, I sit back and I think, you know, we're talking about this exterior world. But what's going on inside if right. mom or dad still live at home, um, home maintenance may be lacking. Uh, repairs, home repairs are going to be lacking. Um, hydration, are they properly drinking enough water? Is they, you know, do they have any fall issues right now? What, how's their personal, um, you know, uh, ability, mobility changed because they're sitting there for 450 days, okay? There's all different types of things. What are, I mean, is this affecting families as well? Of course it is. And one of the first things we're seeing is what's the first thing that happens during an isolation? Dehydration and not proper nutrition. We see it all the time. 90% of the people that we're seeing that wind up in the hospital, the falls and the traumas and the things that they're going to is be, are going through is because we're not drinking enough liquids and we're not taking our medications on time. Yeah, and that's a whole other piece. How many of our seniors were too afraid to go to the pharmacy or too afraid to even call about their doctor because they're afraid they don't want to go into the doctor to get their medication renewed. So they go without it. I, I mean, I've learned. Or, or they're stretching them out. Oh, I have yes. to take this blood pressure medicine every day, but every three days will be okay. No, <laughs> no, it won't. Or they don't want to bother their children because they're afraid their kids are suffering with this COVID thing. They don't want to, you know, I don't want to upset my yeah. daughter because, yeah. you know, yeah. she could lose her job if she's got to take work time off work to come, excuse me, come and take care of me. That was attractive. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm just saying they, 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 
we see a lot of that too. And so then the kids are like, okay, we're going to talk to you about assisted living so we can still be part of your life. We can still help with your care. But now we've got people around 24 hours a day mm-hmm. that can be there to make sure you're getting enough liquids, to make sure you're eating healthy, to make sure your medications are on time. Now the parents are like, wait a minute, wait, we got this. Well, you right. didn't get this, but right. it's not their fault. It's not their fault. They've been in isolation for 15 months. And they're doing the best they can. They're trying to still be independent and not bother people. But then the kids go over to the house and they're like, dude, you and mom are living in this great big house, but you're actually only living in three rooms. Yeah. You know, mom and dad are looking rough. We had a couple in here not long ago that have been together for 60 some years. They've spent five nights apart in 60 some years. Oh my and when she wound up in the hospital, it damn near killed him. Okay, he couldn't handle it. And so the daughter's like, what are you going to do if this happens again? Yeah. You guys are trying so hard to take care of each other, you're killing yourselves. Right. And it's hard to ask for help. That generation is especially so used to taking care of themselves and asking for help is another hard thing. Right, right. And, and it's so, so true in the fact that, you know, being in a scenario that we've all you know, experience, it's hit even more so with our, with our older adults. And I think one of the things that we just take for granted, you know, those of us that still drive and those of us that still go into our neighborhood and wear a mask and go out, it's not the same for someone that is, you know, in their 80s or, you know, late 70s. Plus, they got the majority of fear, you know, bled into them when when the pandemic hit and it hit in our backyard here to start the country you know this is when you know the epicenter we were at one time and so to look at you know how we have you know been what we had been through and and how we're doing it it's like we're going to talk this hour with kelly and i think kelly you brought up so many valuable points Uh, What are the expectations you can really expect of your senior loved one? Um, How can you as a family member help? And then when it comes time to go into assisted living, how can you best process and what kind of expectations can our families have moving forward? So, Kelly, does that sound good to you? I think think these are important topics that families need to know about because, Mm -hmm. again, if this is what you're leaning towards, Let's have that conversation so they know what to prepare for. So in the meantime, how do we reach you? The best place to find us is www.carepartnersseniorliving. Actually, it's carepartnersliving.com. And you can find our communities, Mm -hmm. our phone numbers, anything you need right there. You can contact us directly, carepartnersliving.com. And the best thing, too, is that Care Partners has communities all over Greater Puget Sound and Spokane. And one of the great things about it is no matter where, you know, where on a scale your loved one is, whether they're still living independently or if they need some assistance in their activities of daily living or if they have Alzheimer's dementia and they're at, at a point where you really need to find you know, a little bit more of a skilled care, 24-hour care, Care Partners has a solution for you and your family. And so we're really excited to talk a little bit about what are the expectations, what's going to happen after June 30th, after, you know, things come to fruition, and everyone, Kelly will be right back right after this. 
Hi everyone, this is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me, listen now, search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.